Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Let's talk about tomorrow. Scripture does not portray tomorrow in a very good light at all. We're to take no thought of tomorrow. We're not to count on or bank on tomorrow. But I use tomorrow as a synonym for hope. Scripture has a great deal to say about tomorrow, and it has a whole lot to say about hope and the healing power that can be found in that. A father was tucking his son into bed one night. He said, guess what we're going to do tomorrow, son? The boy asked, what, dad? And his father said, we're going to the lake. We're going to spend the whole day fishing together. The boy was so excited. Fishing was one of his most favorite things to do. And that he got to do this with his father made it all the more special. After discussing it a while, the man turned toward the door. The little boy raced from his bed, threw his arms around his father and said, thank you for tomorrow. How many times have you and I told God that? Lord, I want to thank you for tomorrow. In those moments, we thank God for people and relationships that matter. We thank God for provisions and blessings. And we always remember to say, thank you, Lord, for tomorrow. Because tomorrow is the cure for every dying dream. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and here on this daily devotion, and all week long, we're discussing hope in the midst of bad circumstances. Let me elevate the Bible character of Moses today. He was living in the wilderness in a desert land where dreams go to die. Through the eyes of this 80-year-old man, he saw desolation. He who had once lived in the palace, he who had once tasted life as royalty, he had stood for the godly, and that choice brought him to this place, the wilderness, the place of dying dreams. Now he watched sheep. Solitude was his companion. And whatever he once intended for his life was gone. And gone too was the enthusiasm, the vision. Gone too was the hope. And everyone knows that lost hope is the cemetery's best friend. For everything done in this world is done by hope. What causes a dream to die? Now, granted, some dreams should probably die, but others should not. For some, it's the dream of having children. For others, it's to have a stronger, healthier family. For others, it's the dream of being effective at work and getting ahead. For others, it's the simple dream of being sober each day after years of alcoholism. For others, it's the dream of self-acceptance. Some dreams are granted only pipe dreams, those illusory momentary wishes. Vital dreams, however, have life within them, and they're nurtured and kept alive by none other than God. I read the story of a woman who lived during the Great Depression. She was at the end of her rope. The bank had foreclosed on her home and was preparing to take it. The grocery store would not give her and her five children any more credit. She worked as much as she could, but all seemed lost. Each month, she grew farther and farther behind. She decided, I'm going to end it all. And in a fateful decision, she sealed the house, turned on the gas and the stove. But from outside the house, 
she heard a radio playing, someone singing an old song. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Something gripped her heart. She knew right then she was making a terrible mistake. She had tried to fight all of her battles at one time. She had tried to fight them all alone. She rose up, turned off the gas, flung open the house windows. And years later, after all of her children were raised and living successful lives, she wrote these words. The blackest moments we live through can only last a little time, and then comes the future. There are no hopeless situations, Claire Booth Luce once said. There are only people who have grown hopeless about their situations. The reason a God-given dream will die is that we forget about tomorrow, and tomorrow is the cure for dying dreams. Three times Paul cried out to God, but God finally said, Paul, I may not heal you but I will provide you grace to walk on. And furthermore, through that weakness, I will use you and make you strong. A couple of hundred years ago, a couple in Paris, Simon and Monique, had a little boy they named Louis. Simon was a harness maker and he had tools required for that line of work. Little Louis was curious and at the age of four, he entered his father's shop alone. He took an awl, a sharp pointed piece of metal used for punching holes. Lewis was holding the awl when he fell and punctured his eye with the tool. First, it looked all right that he would save his sight, but then the injured eye became infected. The boy kept rubbing his eye, and soon the infection spread from one eye to the other, and at four years of age, Lewis became completely blind. He was sent to the Institute for Blind Youth, excelled as a musician, At the age of 12, he purposed to figure out a way for himself and other blind individuals to read, and he remembered the all. He asked for the all, and with that all, he began to experiment and invented a series of raised dots for what the French military would call night riding. Louis, Louis Braille, had taken the all, the all that had taken his sight, and with it, He created a way for the blind to read. What is your all? What has made you crawl? What has brought you down? You will learn in life that whatever it is that humbles you, that brings you down and causes you to crawl is less your enemy and more your friend. Because with the comfort and strength you find in the midst of such times, God will use you as his instrument to make you walk again. John Blanchard noted, for daily need, there is daily grace. For sudden need, sudden grace. And for overwhelming need, overwhelming grace. Yes, these are the days that have been prophesied about. These are those days that we were warned about. Too much change in too short of time, a collapsing of so many things around us. I speak to each of us who struggles, who perishes beneath the weight of the load. Maybe you've crumpled. Maybe you're stunned in this audience today. Life has tased you in a way, and you have some form of paralysis. But this is the message that you need today. 
Toffler described what we're going through in our world as future shock. He said to survive, to avert what we have termed future shock, the individual must become infinitely more adaptable and capable than ever before. We must search out totally new ways to anchor ourselves for all the old roots of religion and nation and community and family and profession are shaking under the hurricane impact of the accelerative thrust. It's no longer resources that limit decisions. It's the decisions that make the resources. There must be a decision that you and I make. We must make it in hope. I can hear the same cry that Ezekiel heard in chapter 24 when people asked him, won't you tell us what these things have to do with us? I need to tell you something today. Though all else fails you, there's one who will not. It's not a crime to say it will not always be this way. It comes at the darkest moment of the musical Annie when she steps out on stage and a single spotlight shines down on her and she begins to sing. When I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely, I just stick out my chin and grin and say, oh, the sun will come out tomorrow. So you got to hang on till tomorrow, come what may. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. You're always a day away. So Moses, when it looks its bleakest, the sun will set and the sun will rise. You may hurt immensely and remorse lingers, but listen carefully, Moses. If each and every day you keep putting one foot in front of another, you'll get through this. You'll come through it because tomorrow is coming at the speed of light. Don't look back. Don't dwell on yesterday. The forward look is the healing look. Tomorrow is the cure for dying dreams. People have dreams of what they want to be, who they believe God wants them to become. If the dreams haven't worked out, remember this. God's will is perfect. People are not. In God's world, failure is never final. Failure sometimes teaches more than success does. Brokenness strips away the barrier of an unteachable spirit. A word about what God is doing in you. You tried once, you may have failed. Remember, timing is important. With every bit of what God wants you to do, there is a win. Promotion comes from the Lord, not from yourself. And in the meanwhile, develop the heart of a servant. Be willing to get out of the limelight. Learn to rest and rely on God. That's what Moses did and what happened to him. His tomorrow finally came, and he caught a fresh glimpse of God at work. He turned to God in trouble and realized how dependent he was upon the Lord, and the dream began to live again. Let that dream start over. Let it come back to life. But pastor, what can I do to renew my hope? Just keep loving your tomorrows. And to love your tomorrow, you have to hold to the one who holds the tomorrows. For in our own sight and might, we're not going to see the miraculous. It's only through God's eyes that we see that. A fire. Moses saw a fire, a bush on fire that was not consumed. Moses had a choice to make. 
He could stay on his pre-assigned track. He could keep following the sheep as he had done countless days before that. Or he could follow after that fire. The Bible says he purposed in his own heart, I will turn aside to see this sight. There is a purposing within our own hearts that we've got to make. That I propose to you, I will not stay on the same track that I've been following. I will not exercise the same mindset. I will see the fire, this holy fire that has set a bush ablaze, but the bush is not consumed. A fire that did not destroy, but enlightened and emboldened. A holy fire that needed no fuel. It's the burning bright hope of a tomorrow. And it says this, Moses, Moses, it's not too late. What you tried to do and failed 40 years ago, it's still alive. That dream still lives. Focus on your tomorrows, not the abundance of past in your life, not the abundance of yesterdays in your rearview mirror. Focus on the Lord. Start shredding yesterdays one at a time by singing I love you tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. You're only a day away. Daily Devotion family, let me just speak from my heart at the close of this broadcast. I believe you're on the cusp of the greatest blessing you've ever seen. You are within moments of seeing God unfold the future. Keep hoping. Keep believing. God is at work in your life. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.